This podcast is brought to you by Ceridian. In human resources, you have to be compliance people, but you get into the business because you are people people. You have to comply with labor laws for different employee types, locations, and situations, and the rules keep changing. Is there a system that can help you simplify compliance so that you can focus on people? Yes, there is. Ceridian's human capital management software helps you stay ahead of compliance challenges. Visit ceridian.com HR to learn more. Ceridian, intelligence at work. I think for um, different companies, it probably means different things. So I can speak from um, my own perspective and from the perspective of my company. So I work in Infobip. We are a technical company. We are a communications platform and a really global uh, company because we operate in 56 countries uh, across the world. So for us, uh, working um, in this past period of time has been um, I would say it's some, sometimes challenging, but we also saw it as a big opportunity. Uh, we started working from home in February last year, and we've never really gone uh, back to work from office. We've had, of course, different circumstances where we would be going back to the office, but um, right from the beginning, we realized that we can actually commute to this online way of work. Um, we are very lucky to work in an IT setting, so there's a lot of technologies available for us. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Hacking HR podcast. And once again, as you know, one of my favorite things about the podcast is not only the conversations that we have, but the people that we pray to have those conversations with. They are from all over the world. And it's a great privilege to hear all these wide perspectives from different regions, different countries, and how we can all grow together from what everybody else is doing in their own sort of local realities, in their own companies, in their own countries and, and whatnot. So I'm really, really excited to welcome Monica today. She is the head of employer branding at Infobit. She is really much into ensuring business performance. She likes motivating people, communication, increasing productivity. And definitely, I know that one of the things that Monica loves the most is the challenges and the opportunities of these new times that we are living in. Monica, welcome to the show. How are you? Hi. Uh, well, thank you for having me. I am very well, thank you. And I'm looking forward to this talk with you today. Well, thank you so much for, for being part of this conversation. I'm, I'm really excited about it. And I want to begin by asking you, you are working on an initiative called Work From Anywhere. And Work From Anywhere is pretty much aligned with what's going on in the world today, you know, remote work and whatnot. So tell us more about what Work From Anywhere is. Okay, so what it means, I think for um, different companies, it probably means different things. So I can speak from um, my own perspective and from the perspective of my company. So I work in Infobip, we are a technical company, we are a communications platform, and a really global uh, company because we operate in 56 countries uh, across the world. So for us, uh, working um, in this past period of time has been um, I would say it's some, sometimes challenging, but we also saw it as a big opportunity. Uh, we started working from home in February last year, and we've never really gone uh, back to work from office. We've had, of course, different circumstances where we would be going back to the office, but um, 
right from the beginning, we realized that we can actually commute to this online way of work. Um, we are very lucky to work in an IT setting. So there's a lot of technologies available for us. And I think our um, employees have um, adjusted very well to these circumstances. But what have um, the circumstances shown is that it's obviously possible to work in this way. It's not always possible. So there are still, I would say, some roles and some um, specificities uh, that simply cannot work from, from home. But for the rest of us, it basically allowed a specific flexibility to be able to choose, you know, how we work, where we work, and and basically where we work best, what fits best for us. Yeah, yeah, so no, that's, that's we work from everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Let me ask you this. I know, you know, part of your your stronghold of, of skills is branding communication, and I think this question existed before, but it's more prevalent now in this new world of work, which is how flexible this workplace is, right, in terms of the way we work. Right now, everybody's asking that question because in the, in the middle of COVID, which may not go away ever or may, you know, become something different, mm. people want to know how, like, how much flexibility we have at work. So the reason why I want to connect this thought with, I want to connect this thought with the question of how does a company build a strong employer branding today knowing that there are so many different expectations from the from potential mm -hmm. employees with that company. Hmm. It goes back, I would say, to the communication part. Um, well, I can tell you how I see brand. Um, branding basically starts from within, and it, it, it kind of starts with uh, understanding who you are as a company. So for example, if a company was a person, what the personality of that person would be. Mm -hmm. And then if we are clear on who we are as a, as a person or who we are as a company, the second step is kind of to be very uh, clear about it, to uh, be transparent about it and to communicate uh, what are some of the expectations, uh, you know, when you are moving forward, whether you're working from home, working from office, being flexible or not. So this is, I think, how normally brand would be built, you know, from within, not just kind of going out there and uh, making some bold campaigns, marketing campaigns about who you want to be as a company, but actually going back to your employees that are already within the company and sharing their stories uh, of who they are and how they feel about the company they work for and their work, including, of course, this flexibility in work as well. So I guess that's, for me at least, the only right way to build a brand. But of course, it does get a bit difficult because uh, even when we talk about global brands, there are different, uh, again, circumstances, uh, different cultural differences. And what we've also seen, especially in this past period, is not only um, working from home as, as a specific move, we've seen a lot of other topics being brought up and we've been discussing a lot about, you know, diversity and inclusion, but then how do you bring belonging to the story, especially when we are working from home, because it's simply no longer something that becomes, you know, culture as, as, as a concept doesn't become something that happens in a company and you can no longer rely to that, you know, water cooler talks on the, on the hallway. So it has to be more planned. It has to be something that you deliberately think of. How can you help your employees during this time? And how do you make sure that the culture remains strong and that you are still part of one big community? So I would say those are kind of the topics when thinking about brand, you're also thinking about the culture of the company again and what are the values and what kind of connects all of us and then brings us forward. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and you mentioned what, one of the one of the items that you mentioned in your in your description of, of branding in this new era is transparency, and and that's so so critical because even even when companies are evolving and changing, there are things that people should know upfront when they are, for example, applying to a job in that one company. For example, if you work in the healthcare sector, maybe flexibility does not mean that you can work from home because you need to be in the office. You know, and uh, there, there, there should not be a judgment on that approach if you are transparent from the beginning about telling whoever's gonna be working with you, hey, you know, you know what? Maybe you can work from home every now and then one day a week, but that's not the reality in this company. This company is, you know, the sector in which we work will require everybody to be in the office. And, and that's the way it is, right? That is all about transparency. And let, yeah. let, let, I, I, I agree. Yeah, I want to expand this question uh, because I, I know you want to add something else, but I also want to expand this question and ask you, in this day and age, when we are dealing with COVID, social and political unrest, you know, the, in the United States, the Black Lives Matter movement, the Me Too movement, uh, you know, all the, uh, you know, all the inequality created by COVID, what do you think should be the key ingredients for a strong employer branding today? What do you think should be kept in mind all the time? Oh, I need to pick one thing, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a very complex topic, but I think it goes back to, again, your core values and, and what they are. And uh, for, for any company, just to kind of be aware of, I mean, to talk about values and culture, first to kind of align that there that um, culture is something that obviously changes and it, it kind of shifts. And we've seen these big shifts that you just mentioned and they have had an effect on every company in the world, I think. But something that kind of remains within the company is basically the values and what you yeah. bring into the into the game, right? And, and who you are uh, as a company and then how do those things um, survive in, in, in any kind of situation? And, and for example, it depends on what kind of company you are, how you're going to face those challenges, right? And how you're going to go about them. Are you simply going to um, stay in the safe space that you are? Are you perhaps going to experiment? Are you going to show care for your employees or are you going to be more authoritative? So all of those things kind of define who you are as a company, but it also brings you forward or not. And, and then that is closely, I think, tied to the business outcomes because a lot of times when we are talking about brand or when we are talking about culture, we forget that culture is not a concept that is somehow disconnected from business. Actually, it's the other way around. It has to be very connected with the business outcomes you are trying to achieve. So for example, if we are trying to achieve high productivity, if we are trying to achieve equity, if we are trying to achieve belonging, we have to have those, those values in mind, but also think how do we do that in these new circumstances, You know, tying back to our values and yeah. what this means for us. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I like the connection between your employer branding, you know, strategy, if, if we could call it that way, with your culture, your values, and the business outcomes. I mean, otherwise, you know, none of these things make sense. Uh, Monica, let me ask you this. Over the past 12 months, you are an expert in employer branding and you're heading the employer branding a little bit. Over the past 12 months, what has changed in you? What, what, what were you not doing before COVID that you are doing now? 
Okay. Um, well, I think some, I mean, something's definitely changed both on personal and professional level. But I think one thing that I've, I've really tried to learn because uh, I think in the end, it's very good for me and good for business is how to work smart, not how to work more. Because I, I'm one of those people that likes to work and, and I work a lot and I'm a workaholic, I accept. And um, I accept that, but it, it often leads to, you know, those, those phases when you're just trying to accomplish too many things at the same time and you're trying to take care of a lot of things at the same time. So I think in all of that, sometimes we forget about ourselves and we forget about like, um, you know, who we are and how do we then uh, uh, function in those new circumstances? And there's this new term, I don't know if you are aware of it, but it's called anti-fragile personality. <laughs> and I've been reading about it because, um, you know, for, for a person from my background, um, I, I have been told I am somewhat emotional. And I think that's really great, especially when you are working with people. And if you, you can kind of master that part of your personality and put it in good use, then it's actually working for you. But also sometimes it, it can uh, be a burden and, and you can, you know, uh, burn out in these new circumstances and so on. So what I was kind of trying to figure out both for myself and, and, and for my team, for example, is how do we go beyond that? How do we not just stay resilient and just kind of not change where we are? How do we actually learn from this and be even, you know, better and bolder and, and, and find some new things for all of us to kind of surpass this, these circumstances. So I really like this concept of anti-fragile personality. It's not mine, by the way, uh, it's from Anasim Nicholas Taleb. But um, I, I think that's kind of a good way of thinking. How do you then make a challenge an opportunity? How do you grow in terms of, of your mindset and, and kind of pass, go past these circumstances, not stay uh, in the same place where you were before and just try to survive, right? You, you are trying to live and that's yeah. the point of it all, to live. Yeah, absolutely. And I see that you have your own reminder back there in your bookshelf for, for those of you listening and not watching, uh, uh, Monica has a, a board that says work smart, play hard, win big. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was a, actually it was a present from friends. So yeah, I think they recognized uh, my aligned. efforts to work smart. Yeah, we are all aligned. <laughs> yeah, very aligned with, with this, uh, this approach that you are using now. So Monica, as we wrap up this conversation, I, I want to ask you one last question. What is in your agenda of priorities for 2021? What is the, the one of the things or the one thing that you think you will be dedicating more time uh, you know, to, to work on? Hmm. Um, I don't think there's only one thing with me. That would be very hard. And it's um, very hard for me to pick just one thing. Um, I think that um, given everything that I've said, I think in terms of employer branding, it's also important to kind of revisit where you are in terms of your brand mm -hmm. and just kind of check every once in a while, uh, you know, what has changed and what has remained the same. But also from that point on, not just looking at your employee value proposition and your, you know, pillars of your brand. Um, but actually going back and, and just kind of talking to people and listening to your company pulse and, and trying to understand what is happening now, where, where are we now and what are the things we need to, to focus on. And um, I think this is, this is probably something that I would like to focus more in the future 
in terms of this flexibility of work, but what does it mean? Uh, you know, how do we build teams that can, you know, be productive, but also be happy and have a good work-life, you know, integration in the future? Or how do we start working in a more asynchronous way instead of synchronous way? How do we go there? Or in terms of our leaders, what do they need from, from us in HR to support them so that they can manage these new circumstances? So I, I see it a lot of times, I see it as interconnected, these questions of culture and brand. Yeah. But this is definitely, I say, the focus for this year, uh, making sure that in the end we are all kind of functioning well, that you know, people feel empowered to do their job in the end. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Monica, thank you so much for spending this time with me. Great conversation. I appreciate it. Work smart, play hard, win big. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Hacking HR Podcast. See you all soon. Thank you, everybody, for watching or listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please follow us on our social media and subscribe to our newsletter so that you can stay informed of all the things that we're putting together for you from the Hacking HR community. Thank you so much. Please continue to stay safe, stay well, stay strong, and we will see you soon.